Hello. Thank you for listening to the sermon from our Revive service. We hope it helps you learn more about God and allows you to grow closer to Him and in your faith. If you would, grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Philippians. We're going to very briefly um, dig into the Word here. Um, those who are doing children's church, you have uh, about 15 minutes, so you're welcome. That's a gift. That's just a joke. I'm teasing. <clears throat> But uh, we are thankful for our children, thankful for, I think, uh, for them to be able to be in part of the service this morning is important for them to see um, the realities of a world that is filled with sin and yet to be able to see that it's worth them living for Christ too. And so uh, the book of Philippians um, chapter 4 is where we're going to be at, but then if you want to and put your finger over, we're actually going to spend a majority of our time in Psalm 86, And uh, but I want to read to you Philippians 4, um, and so that the, the verses 4 through 7, so Lauren, I think I have those switched up, or whoever's back there, Alana, um, so that you can see them. You might have to get, there it is. Um, So that way they're up on the screen for you as well. Philippians 4, let's read it, uh, 4 through 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What's interesting here is, uh, as Paul's writing this letter, he comes to the end and kind of summarizes what he's been talking about. And in this, he he, he shares something. He, he says, listen, you can pray and you can ask. And he says uh, that, that by, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, asking, requesting, with thanksgiving, that phrase, with thanksgiving. I, I think on a day like today, when we remember and when we think about the persecuted church, how can we not... In the truthfulness of our own hearts and our soul, how can we not be thankful people? If, if, you, if we don't have a thankful heart, we need to ask God to strip away the callousness and the hardness, the selfishness, the pride, the arrogance that can easily get in our way. I think a lot of times for me, there's a sense of entitlement. There's a sense of, oh, God, this is how you're going to deal with me. Don't you know who I am, God? Don't you know what I'm doing for you? And yet, that goes, that, that's in complete opposition of a thankful heart. When we flip over to this uh, psalm, Psalm 86, uh, we see this Psalm David where he's writing and, and, and it's, a, it's a beautiful song that he's written because it's, there's honesty in it, okay? So if you, if you want to flip there, Psalm 86, and in this psalm, we're going to read the whole psalm, there's 17 verses. In this psalm, we see not just the good of David, um, that everything's rosy and going great. We see the realness of, of a challenge of, 
of David's life that's on the line, that there's enemies, that David has enemies who are chasing after him. And so we get a glimpse into David's heart as he pens this, as he sings this, as he writes this to God. And so Psalm 86, um, and we'll start in verse 1. It's a prayer of David. Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. I just want to pause for a second. In a well-to-do nation, in a nation that says you can achieve anything if you just put your nose to the grind and work hard, I'm not declining that. I I, I grew up in a family. Um, My dad was a Marine, is a Marine, once a Marine, always a Marine. Um, and, and I married a Marine's daughter, and we have a certain structure of way we were raised that you work hard and a work ethic. But I, I want you to see where David's heart is here, where he sees himself as poor and needy. I think so much of our lives, uh, God tries to, and he allows things to take place in our lives to bring us to that point where we have nothing but God. And those are some of the sweetest moments in my life. And I, I trust that you can look back in your life that you see when you were most desperate, when you were most needy, that God showed up in an awesome and great way. That's where Paul writes in Corinthians where he talks about the thorn in his flesh. And though he goes through that struggle and that hardship that God extended grace and grace upon grace. And David is at this point where he is poor and needy. And I wonder where we, would we be able to say that? And maybe, just maybe, maybe we need to pray and ask God, would you, would you make me poor and in need of you? That's a scary prayer to pray, right? Let's continue, verse three. David says, be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your, certain, your servant. For to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. What, what, a, great, what a great promise. That no matter where we're at, that if we will humble ourselves and call upon God, he will hear us. No matter where you're at, no matter what situation you're in, If we're willing to ask for forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. Verse six, give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. In the day of my trouble, I call upon you for you answer me. God may not answer you how you want it answered, but he does answer There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like your works, like yours. All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. 
Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Here's our attitude of thanksgiving. Verse 12, I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart. And I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love towards me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of soul. O God, insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seek my life, and they do not set you before them. But you, O God, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Show me a sign of your favor that those who hate me may see and be put to shame. Because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. I believe that last section is a section that we can also pray for our brothers and sisters who right now are being persecuted around the globe. We are blessed people. And my encouragement of application for you this week is to continue to have a heart of thanksgiving. It's not just because it's the end of the month and we celebrate that day of thanksgiving. May it be true as we walk throughout this month, through the days ahead, through this week, that you are purposeful in acknowledging who is in control of all things around us, who is the true and living God who gave his son so that we could have an eternal relationship with him. And at all the cares of this world, in, they, they are pale and they are insignificant in comparison to all of eternity. So what really matters? Keep first and foremost this week the love and grace of God before your eyes and give him thanks May it be true of us that that we could say, Lord, there is none like you amongst the gods. There is none that works like you do. You are great and you do wonderful things. Teach me to see it. Teach me to know you, God. Help me to walk in your truth. Help my heart to not crumble, but unite it when I fear. Just as David remembered, ultimately he saw where his soul was in the depths of hell. That's what you and I deserve. And so we give thanks to God ultimately because he saves us the bondage of sin from the eternity of hell, a real place of torment and torture where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and ultimately separation from Lord Creator. We, you, if you've trusted Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, 
We have been given a gift, a gift that we can't repay, a gift that we need to eternally be thankful for. And the way that we live ultimately views how we see God and how we see our eternity. May it be true of us. May it be quick on our lips and quick on the forefront of our minds how thankful we are for who God is and what he's done for us. Lord, would you help us to do that this week and the days ahead? Would you help us to be people who are thankful? Not thankful because we don't suffer like other brothers and sisters around the globe, but to be thankful for those brothers and sisters around the globe who are suffering and staying faithful for your cause. May we be thankful for the persecution and the struggles that we have here. May our hearts be knitted with you, trusting and growing in our faith. As we send our requests to you, Lord, may it be done with the spirit of thanksgiving. Lord, please forgive me and forgive us for being so selfish, for being so self-focused and losing sight of the big picture. Help us to live our lives in such a way that reflects your great glory. We desperately need your help. We commit our lives and ask, Lord, that you would please continue to guide us, convict us, the walls that may be around our hearts, tear them down, please. Our friends and family and loved ones who have turned from you, Lord, may you restore them. May we see a great revival in our church and in our land, in our community and around the globe because we take seriously that you are Lord of all and that we desire to live in righteousness and truth, understanding that it's because of your grace that we are saved. We pray this in the precious name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ.